What up, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. Man, that was a crazy game to start this season. Isaiah Rivera hits the game-winning shot with less than a second remaining. CSU beats Gardner-Webb 65-63. Wasn't always pretty. Actually, uh, very little about this game was pretty. But I, I thought it was a really resilient effort. I felt like it was a, a really gritty victory. And it was an encouraging sign for a team that, you know, is, is going to be a little bit up and down as they kind of get their feet underneath them. It's it's a unique spot. I mean, this was the first game they didn't have either, you know, Roddy or Isaiah Stevens on the floor since Medved's first season. So it's going to take a while to iron out some things. Offensively, you know, definitely pretty stagnant for a lot of the night. That's where it really hurts to not have your starting point guard, obviously, just to be able to facilitate, create some opportunities for himself, but also for everyone else on the floor and just keep the flow moving, especially, you know, if if the shots aren't falling. But Gardner-Webb, they came out in a 2-3 zone. It definitely threw the Rams off. Medved talked about that. And, you know, what he also talked about, and this was one of the main things that I had in my notes, was just that, it was way too easy for Gardner-Webb to penetrate the paint early. So, you know, offensively, it was stagnant. It wasn't great. You know, you're struggling to, to get in a rhythm. You can't let that impact your effort on the defensive end. And we saw that kind of happen with this young team early. What was really great, though, was that in that second half, I mean, they came out just with a different intensity, held them to 10 points over the first 13 minutes. And what I especially liked about that was, you know, CSU did get it figured out offensively, but not really in the first five minutes. I mean, it was kind of a slog fest the first five minutes of that second half, but even though it wasn't working for them on the offensive end, they were still bringing it defensively, and eventually, you know, that led to some transition opportunities. CSU's first lead of the night actually came with about 10 minutes left in the second half. Uh, Joe Palmer, the Division Three transfer, hit a transition three, then <laughs> celebrated very, uh, I don't know, intensely, I guess. I don't know. He brings a lot of energy. I'm not, I'm not throwing shade. It, it's fun to, to see how much he enjoys being out there. From there, CSU is able to build up their own lead. They get it up to as much as 11 in the final couple of minutes. And then the inexperience shows again. You know, it was, again, a, a really gritty effort. But, you know, when you go up double digits with three and a half minutes left, you can't let them come all the way back. I will say that the the foul on Jalen Lake was trash. He got called for fouling the three-point shooter with, you know, 7.3 seconds to go. Never even made contact, you know, didn't come into his legs or anything like that. Just a total flop. Something that they had already called CSU for in the game for kicking the leg out. That's what he does. Instead, he gets away with it, gets the call. We see it in the NBA time and time again. But I despise that stuff. It's just not good basketball. It's not enjoyable to watch. It's not how games should be decided. But Gardner-Webb, they go up to the the free throw line. They tie it up 63 apiece. There was a small part of me in the back of my mind that was like, maybe we're going to get a ball-don't-lie moment here. You know, basketball gods will take it into their own hands have a miss a free throw, rim out, something like that didn't happen. I kind of wondered, you know, is this young team going to crumble now? It's already been an up and down night. The officiating's not great. You just got hosed on a bad call. You know, the 
the momentum of getting that lead and then losing it, you know, are you just going to be down and out of it at that point? But to CSU's credit, you know, they get the ball to Isaiah Rivera. He advances it past midcourt, uses a little crossover to create some space, sinks a a game-winning mid-range jump shot. It it resembled the shot that uh, Isaiah Stevens hit against Nevada a couple years back. But just a big-time play from a junior guard and, Really, I felt like Isaiah Rivera had a great game in general. He led the team in rebounding, had a couple assists, only one turnover, and obviously the the biggest shot of the night. And it was just great to see. I mean, there were really high hopes for him. You know, coming out of high school, he's, you know, kind of quietly played a, a, a quality role off the bench these past couple of seasons, especially last year. You know, there were some big stretches where he played really good defense, made some key buckets. The season's going to be a big test for him, though. You know, with no Roddy in the picture, no Isaiah Stevens for an extended period of time, you know, you really need some of your veteran players, the guys that have been in the system, Isaiah Rivera, obviously John Tanjay, and, you know, he led the team in points tonight. Again, it was it was good to see those veteran guards step up. John did force a, a couple of things early and, you know, had a couple of bad turnovers as a result, and, you know, he would say that he's really competitive, but... 16 points, three of five from beyond the three-point arc. That's huge. You know, we're going to need some of these guys to be able to stretch the floor. More than anything, though, I was just impressed with their composure down the stretch. It's it's tough to be in that situation, especially, you know, when you don't have your, you know, typical point guard, the, the guy that you lean on in those scenarios to, you know, make something happen. So all things considered, you know, a win is a win. I was really impressed with the resiliency with the, the defensive effort, especially in that second half, you know, it was ugly in the first half, but they did what you wanted to see down the stretch for the most part, you know, can't give up that lead. Uh, Got to be a little bit more composed, but I mean, they looked like a team that lost a first round draft pick. That's missing, you know, one of their most experienced players. They're missing Josiah strong as well. He's still uh, coming back uh, from mono. It's, it's been a, a long recovery for him. And he's going to be a bucket, guys. He's really freaking good. Like, there were four guys, I believe, in the portal that, you know, hit more than 53s last year, and, and he was one of them. I know folks were, were disappointed to, to see Kendall Moore move on, and I understand it. You know, he's been a big part of this program for a long time. But uh, Strong's a better player. He's a more consistent shooter. He's, you know, a, a more impactful defender. And he's four inches taller. So, I mean, it's it's just a, a situation where, you know, it, it stinks that, that Kendall is, is no longer with the team um, in, in some regards. But from a basketball perspective, I, I kind of think this team upgraded there. Anyways, kind of went off on a tangent there. But my point is not having, you know, him out there was also big tonight because he's a very talented player, a guy that's played a, a lot of basketball in his career. But I'm going to play you some post-game audio here from Nico Medved. Gonna keep it going uh, with some more thoughts on this game, and we're just gonna keep it rolling. It's it's good to have basketball back, good to have Moby back, Moby madness. Love to see it. Real quick, NBA fans, the wait is back. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any five dollar NBA money line bet and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlay. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. 
With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. It's also where I go to bet on college football. Uh, unfortunately, I uh, had some uh, heartbreaking losses this past weekend. If you've followed me for a long time, you know I'm a CSU guy, but I also do root for Alabama. Boo, I know, I get it. Uh, they lost a tough one in a Baton Rouge. Killer. Uh, also killed me from a betting perspective. Killed a couple of parlays, but that's how it goes. You win some, you lose some. It's a whole lot of fun. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code DNBR. Make any $5 bet this week. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code DNBR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I also want to tell you guys about the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside behind home plate maybe, floor seats at a concert. It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy. You're not going to find a better deal this season on Rams tickets, Nuggets tickets, Avs tickets, whatever, than you will with Game Time. It's created by the fans for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. If you love DNVR, you're going to love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all of your favorite events. Really proud of our guys for finding a way to, to, to win here tonight. And I, I knew it was going to be a tough game. And I give Gardner Webb a lot of credit. You know, they, they came out and uh, this was a team that was, you know, I think they were top 30 or 40 defense in the country last year. And they come out and open up in a 2 3 zone. And I thought their changing defenses early really kind of threw us out of rhythm. And then what happened? I thought it affected our defense. And, 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 and that, you know, we just didn't play with a ton of energy and poise that way you give them a lot of credit, but I looked at halftime, they had 11 more shots than we did. Uh, we were turning it over. Um, and to our guys credit more, they really regrouped at halftime, you know, and, and, and they came out and they played defense. They took care of the basketball and, you know, to go from down 11 to up 11 and find a way to win the game was awesome. Now, you know, we got to do a little bit better job when we have that lead late, you know, of executing, but a lot of teachable moments, you know, from this game. And uh, what a great shot by Zaire Rivera. Showed a ton of poise there at the end to get to a spot. And uh, that's what we do, I guess, Isaiah, is find a way to make uh, to make game winners. But really proud of these guys to find a way to battle with a win and we'll learn from it and get better and get ready for Friday. What's your message to the guys after they tie it up late? Because that's obviously an emotional moment, like a judgment call goes the other way, they tie it up. What are you guys telling them? Just got to move on to the next play. You know, one thing, I, I, one thing I've never seen, whether I didn't see the play, the, the, the thing, whether it was the right call or not, I've never seen an official go back and change it. So complaining about it or worried about it isn't going to do anything. You just got to quickly move on to the next play. So that's what we did. It's over. Tie game, seven seconds to go. We've been here before. We had practiced the situation in practice. Let's just move on to it. Let's execute. Let's get a great shot. Uh, and that's what we did. That's all you can do, you know, in that situation. So, again, in a lot of ways, it was cool for us to be in this kind of down big, have a lead, could have played a little bit smarter down the stretch, but ultimately just make enough plays to win the game is pretty cool. Not in your control, but did you think it was a foul? I'll be honest, Justin. I didn't really see it. I know what my staff said. Um, I did not I'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, the flopping is a big I, – yeah, anyways, uh, I just um, – yeah, I, you know, probably unfortunate. I mean, I trust Jalen Lake. We're in our three-point field goal defense there, switching everything and kind of situation we practice. 
the message is always do never foul a shooter. Some of these shooters are pretty crafty at kind of, you know, kicking out their legs or selling it and stuff like that. I think we got called for a couple of flops that way. So I'll have to see the film. But you know what? Hey, man, calls don't things. Hey, but things that haven't gone our way early, but you just got to regroup and you got to control what you can control. And really proud of our guys for doing that. And again, we, we, we found a way to win. Ivaca is the new GOAT in Colorado sports that is the greatest of all TV. Ivaca TV delivers amped up sports coverage for Colorado fans, featuring Altitude Sports and AT&T Sportsnet. Get the most regional content for the lowest price for sports in Colorado. That's Avs, Nuggets, DU. They've got CSU games. They've got Metro State. It's dope. Did you know that our DNVR Nuggets crew actually went out to Serbia to learn more about the history and culture of a country that developed the city of Denver's two-time NBA MVP. We're blown away by the support from the premiere night. So if you missed the first shows, the next run will be on November 8th at 7 p.m. Mountain Time exclusively on Ivaca. That's right. DNVR and Ivaca have teamed up to create exclusive premium content like this 60-minute basketball documentary on Nikola Jokic, Serbian basketball history, and DNVR's adventures through the Belgrade, Sambor, and more. You can watch it by going to ivaca.tv and signing up for just $25 a month plus a $5 receiver. The trailer for 100 Invisible Threads is live on our YouTube channel now. Set yourself up with Evoca, that's E-V-O-C-A dot TV slash DNVR to watch your favorite Colorado sports teams and original DNVR content. All right, diving into the numbers, CSU finished 50% from the floor, uh, 22 of 44 overall, 54% from three, That was one of the things that I thought was pretty encouraging while the offense at times was fairly stagnant and and there were some tough contested shots thrown up in the first half as a result. They weren't like jacking up a bunch of hero threes or anything like that. You know, 7 to 13, that's that's displaying pretty good shot selection for a young team. Um, 14 to 21 at the free throw line, that's not good enough. 67%, you know, ideally as a team, you know, definitely over 70%, really You'd like to be like, you know, over 80, but that's probably wishful thinking. And in most scenarios, uh, real quick side tangent, they had a halftime promotion where some students had to shoot free throws and you could just see how tense they were trying to do it with a crowd. And that that does always, you know, give you kind of a, a good reminder of perspective of, you know, it, it seems like free throws should be so easy. But I mean, you you add in the the crowd and everything just changes, you know, you tense up the movement. It's a simple movement, but it's hard to execute, you know, in crunch time. And I get that. But also, I mean, these were, you know, drunk college students and overalls and, and not division one basketball players. You know, you miss seven free throws and some nights that can be the difference in the game. So got to clean that up. Uh, clearly have to clean up turnovers. They had 16 silver lining. They also forced 16 turnovers. So it you know, kind of evened out there, but 16 turnovers led to 18 points off turnovers the other way for them. So it was a big factor in it. It was a, you know, a big reason why they were able to get, you know, that early lead, especially, and then just, you know, not enough effort defensively. You know, we already talked about it. Medved talked about it in his audio, so I'm not going to go on and on, but you can't let missed shots impact your effort on the defensive end, especially in that first half. They were doing whatever they wanted in the paint. I mean, it was the majority of their production, and a lot of it was was pretty easy. You know, guys just driving in, getting in uncontested shots. They finished with 28 points in the paint. You know, it's 
it's going to be kind of a tough year as as far as the uh, the interior goes. You know, Cartier is not like a five. He's really not even a four at this level. At least he's not, you know, as thick as a lot of the guys that he's going to be going up against. He's very skilled, and, you know, we saw that tonight. But with Jenison going down in the offseason with Roddy, you know, moving on, you know, you're, you're really going to be relying on James Moores and, and then also some of these guards to be able to defend in the post. And that's going to be challenging. It's going to be challenging when you face teams like Wyoming and, and San Diego State that can throw a lot of length at you. New Mexico's got a lot of length. But even if you aren't the biggest team in the world, you still just got to play with effort. And that was the thing about that first half. You know, Gardner-Webb was, you know, kind of doing what they wanted in the paint, but it wasn't like they had these, you know, Shaq types, you know, Giannis types out there, you know, dunking in our face. It was just a situation where, you know, guys were just getting in there doing whatever they wanted because the defensive effort, the communication wasn't there because guys were kind of hanging their head after missing shots. That's, you know, fairly common with young players. You know, again, the coaches will will improve that. And I'm not I'm not worried. It's just a learning moment. Really, this entire game was a learning moment and a valuable experience for this team. Probably going to be in some tight games here as they, you know, figure out some of their issues. You know, obviously, against some of these smaller schools, you know, CSU has enough talent that they're going to be able to, you know, pull out some wins where they, they can kind of win big and that'll be good for them, too. At least from a confidence perspective, I think it's good to just do that every now and then. But, you know, I I think games like tonight were far more valuable or are going to be far more valuable for this young group, especially, you know, heading into conference play. And hopefully, you know, you have Isaiah Stevens back at at some point, you know, early on in that conference play. But you really you just don't know. So you can't, you know, sit around and and hold your breath waiting for him to come back. You've got to figure it out with this young squad and. You know, it it wasn't perfect, but there was also a lot to be encouraged about, you know, just with the way that they were able to kind of flip a switch and, you know, erase a bad start. That's that's great to see. You know, Jackson looks like a stud, 6'2 freshman out of Las Vegas. I I think he was highly, highly under-recruited. I mean, the moment was not too big for him at all. I think he will be the starting point guard very soon here. I think he's probably going to be uh, the most important player for CSU this season. You know, I've already talked about uh, Rivera. I've already talked about Tanjay. You're going to need those guys. You need Jalen Lake to be able to, you know, produce some of this uh, scoring that you lost as well with Roddy going out and, and Stevens being hurt. But Jackson can just kind of bring a, a different pace. You know, he came in immediately and it was so stagnant and he starts creating for others. You know, he gets Cartier back-to-back opportunities in the paint, gets an assist on one, Cartier draws a foul on the other, didn't make the free throws. Again, you got to make your free throws. But I thought that was really encouraging. You know, a, a true freshman, first-year player, playing in his first game, didn't even get to participate in the exhibition. You know, he comes out and just immediately creates a couple of really high-quality looks for his teammate. Doesn't come out and jack up a bunch of shots. Now, he wasn't scared to shoot. You know, when when the opportunity presented itself, uh, went hard to the to the hole a couple times drained an open three confidently was out there and guys grills defensively. I've heard, you know, really good things about his defensive potential, just how he's a a terrific on ball defender. I mean, all of these things are are very encouraging and not necessarily what you see from, from young point guards. And I don't want to get too carried away with the comparisons or, you know, put lofty expectations on him that he's not going to be able to live up to. But I think you see a, a guy who's Isaiah Stevens esque, Mature beyond his years, you know, 
underappreciated coming out of high school. Just a really skilled basketball player that's going to do a lot of quality things for this team. You know, I just I'm not trying to to dog Baylor Hub or anything like that, but you know, he just he doesn't really create any fear in the opposing defense. And you can see it, you know, with Jackson, when he drives, the defenders they're kind of, you know, on their heels a little bit because you don't know what he's going to do with it, because he has the threat of scoring on you. Baylor, you know, you know he's just looking to pass, and they were just kind of, you know, clogging up the lanes on him. And he drove into traffic, you know, a couple of times with, you know, out being able to do anything with it. It's early, you know, I don't want to get too reactionary, you know, based off one game. But I mean, just based on what we've seen from from Baylor over the last couple of years in practice and, you know, what we've we've seen from Jackson here early on, I think Jackson is, is definitely going to be, you know, who they lean on. And there's some cons that come with that. You mean, you know, freshmen are, are going to make mistakes and he made a couple tonight. But it's also going to expedite his, you know, progress and development. So that's encouraging, too. I don't know. It's, you know, probably going to be a little ugly at times, a little frustrating at times. But there's also kind of something intriguing about this team and, and just not exactly knowing everything about it. I mean, the the system had been so strong and they'd had so much roster continuity and, and Roddy and Stevenson. That was all great. And I mean, honestly, like that team was kind of built to make like the dominant run this season. So it's, it's a little bit of a shame that it came to an end, you know, prematurely, but obviously, you know, Friday made the right decision there going and being a first round draft pick, but it's just going to be kind of fun to see this young team grow together and, you know, what this coaching staff can do with them. See some other guys, you know, Tanjay Rivera, who have played really key roles for the Rams the last couple of years, but have kind of, you know, taking a, a backseat in, in terms of the spotlight just with Roddy and Stevens naturally, you know, it was, it was really cool seeing Rivera get to hit that shot, you know, in an era where kids are transferring left and right, cause they're not getting to do exactly what they want as soon as they want to Rivera is a kid who's had to work for every single minute that he's ever gotten. You know, he's busted his ass to put himself in this opportunity. And the fact that they trusted him to, to, you know, hit that shot. That play was designed for him. It's not like they were just freelancing out there. That's really cool. I mean, it's it's a testament to this program that guys want to stick around, that they want to be a part of it, and they're developing and improving. So I, you know, admittedly can be a bit of a sucker for the process, and, and some of that is just, you know, CSU has not experienced a, a whole lot of winning consistently. Basketball's obviously been pretty solid these last couple of years, but, you know, even you know, getting to the tournament and getting bounced, you know, all the bowl losses, football, you just, it hasn't been as, as much winning as you would hope over the years. So I guess I've learned to appreciate, you know, the grind of it all, but I do think it is going to be kind of fun to, to see this team and just kind of watch them grow and how can, how they can mature and respond. And, you know, you'll, you'll see them improve as the year goes on. It's, it's what college athletics is all about, you know? Anyways, it's late. I need to get some sleep. We've got early morning practice for football, but um, I will be back with more content tomorrow. Obviously, massive news. Tom Hilbert retiring at the end of the season. I'm not ignoring that, but uh, you know, I want to be able to talk about his legacy more than just a you know footnote at the end of the pod. So we'll talk about that. I will talk about Dan Patrick's bombshell that his source is telling him San Diego State will be leaving for the Pac-12 that it could get announced as soon as this week. Um, I'll talk about that more tomorrow as well. I will say just right now, the timing of it doesn't make sense while they're still figuring out, you know, if UCLA is even going to be able to leave or not and all that. 
I think they have a meeting on like November 17th for that. I doubt anything, you know, would happen before that, but we'll see. I guess we'll see. Um, anyways, big win. Great job basketball back. Obviously huge football game coming up this weekend. All about that boot. Really looking forward to the border war. I will be previewing that one like crazy. Shout out to all of you. Thank you for listening to my content, for supporting my written work as well. Much love. Peace. Thank you.